And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Stars Matter, a recruiting podcast from The Athletic. I'm Mitch Light, he's Ari Wasserman, and Ari, we have our first uh, first Stars Matter podcast in, I guess we're, we're three hours apart, I'm in Eastern Time. At uh, in Winston Salem, North Carolina, you're in Nevada, which I did not realize. I guess I don't know if all of Nevada is in uh, Pacific time, but you're three hours behind me. I think it is. Yeah, I've got a poker tournament in Reno to get to, so let's get through this thing. Oh, really? I, mean? I saw you tweet about you're going to go lose all of your family's money. Uh, how's that going? It's uh, I haven't lost any yet, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I am in love with Reno. Really? I, I I think it's the greatest. I like I you know I've always been obsessed with Vegas, but Reno to me is just. Is like Vegas too glitzy for you? Like Reno's for the hardcore gamblers? I mean, Vegas was always glitzy for for me, but like it's like when you're 25, you like that. But like Reno, if you just want to gamble, it's just a gambling hall. You know, it's not all the all the nightclubs and all the stuff. It's lower key. You know, the the limits aren't insane if you want to just have some fun. And it's just like kind of like if you want to gamble, it's a good place to get down to business. So um i'm definitely looking forward to going up there but you know let's let's have a good show first because uh this is our first uh stars matter where we're both on the road it's a road yeah. game for well, both of us so. I, I was gonna try and hurry because i figured you know you're on a little vacation you want to spend time with your family no that's not it at all you need to go gamble Mm-mm. okay <laughs> yeah that's right well i've been with my family for four straight days the baby will be sleeping and i think Britt needs a break for me so uh it works out that's for good everyone. so all right well we're gonna talk big week for your florida gators all right uh t- did you see their new locker room? Uh, it's pretty nice. That's how you can recruit to that. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. I mean, and I know locker nice locker rooms aren't like the reason why somebody would ever go to college at a place, but like when you have them and you're on a visit, it leaves an impression. Those big leather chairs, the the cryo cryotherapy room. I've never done cryotherapy, but it seems nice. Well, that's one um, thing. Uh, not to deviate too much, but we talked to when Andy Staples was on Stars Matter a couple times that. You know, Florida and the Urban Meyer era, when they were winning national championships, they have not been known for their facilities. And yeah, yeah. It's and sort of it, like, we're Florida, we don't need them because we're so, you don't, you know, just come to Florida, but now they're, they're, they're catching up. So, uh, well, I mean, it's just a funny time that they unveiled them um, on Tuesday when we're recording this. And again, we usually record this on Wednesday morning. It's Tuesday evening. If something happens, forgive us. We will get to it next week. Um, you know, Less dedicated podcast hosts would have been like, "Screw it, we're not doing it this week." But we are both. We've not time missed out a week. Our, yeah, we yeah we are uh, both on paid time off right now, and we yes. wanted to make sure that you guys got your show. So and it's my birthday, and it's his birthday. That's right. I should have mentioned that. That's yeah. like we're like only uh, about a month apart. So we we recorded on my birthday. Remember? Yeah, so exactly, we're recording yeah. on your birthday. Um, yeah. So. But it was a good time to to unveil them because Florida's kind of kind of a hot streak. So if you want to run through some of the th- yeah. kids that they got this week, then. I'll let you do that. Yeah, so we'll get to that in just a second. But like I said, big week for Florida. Some nice work from Tennessee, another SEC East team. We're going to get into the quarterbacks, more quarterbacks off the board, slim pickings for those teams that need quarterbacks. 
Uh, Penn State continues to get it done in the state of Virginia. We're going to talk about that. Mailbag and trivia. So first, Florida. It was just like Sunday, I was just kind of actually packing up. My son, Gabe, moving into co- getting ready to move to college. We're doing some errands. And every time I look at my phone, Florida's getting to like a four-star defensive lineman. So it was a big weekend yeah. for the Gators. I'll go through it. Cameron James, four-star defensive lineman, number 221 overall from Orlando, committed Sunday. Will Norman, four-star defensive lineman, number 143 overall from IMG, originally from Camden, New Jersey, committed Sunday. On Saturday, four-star defensive lineman, number 70 overall, top 100 guy from Gardendale, Alabama. Uh, Earlier in the week, Jaden Robinson, four-star linebacker from Lake City, Florida, uh, number 378 overall. And then this – sometimes, Ari, I, it's my fault because I do all the, the, the prep. Sometimes I forget about those 2024 guys, but they got a yeah. huge commitment on Saturday. Miles Graham, four-star, high four-star, 2024 linebacker, number 52 overall. Uh, so huge week for Florida. Classes up to number 10. Out national. of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I love about the, uh, the, the way that Florida got about – you know some of these commitments is that if you look at it like you got an IMG IMG kid from uh New Jersey you've got a kid from Florida you got a kid from Atlanta I mean like they're going out there and they're they're kind of going into the places that Florida's going to have to go into um in order to get to where they want to go now we always talk about uh Florida has to win the battle with Miami head to head for the Florida kids and there's no question about that they've also got to play defense with Alabama uh in the state of uh, Florida, but if they're going to go get a, a, a top offense, player out of yeah. Atlanta, they're going <laughs> well, to play some offense. offense. They got a kid go out of Gardendale. Yeah, got a kid out of Alabama who's top seventy. Now that's interesting to me because um, Kelby Collins is the number eight overall player in the state of Alabama, and it was going to be very interesting because there are uh, eleven top one hundred players in the state of Alabama this year, and so far only, well, yeah, only three of them are committed to this to Alabama now. James Smith, the five-star defensive lineman out of Montgomery, is probably going to end up there. I mean, I'd be crazy to think that he wouldn't, but you got uh, five-star quarterback Christopher Vizina is committed to to Clemson. Clemson Clemson has Peter Woods, another five-star defensive lineman. Five-star cornerback A.J. Harris from Phoenix City. I know it's on the border, but still going to Georgia. And now Collins is going to to Florida. So, um, you know, a lot of these kids are, are defensive linemen, so there's only a certain amount of players that, you know, Alabama can take at the same position group out of their state. And, of course, they've got Eli Holstein at quarterback if you want to get on their back a little bit for not closing Vizina. But, like, you know, it is an interesting state to analyze. And uh, it looks like some other people are going in there and, and kind of capitalizing on a year where you just think, well, you know, there's, what did I say, 11 top 100 players in the state, just taking seven of them and then just, you know, get five or, or six more and have your typical Alabama class. Like, Alabama is still raking it in but they're not necessarily just dominating their own state this year because I just don't think that they have enough room to take everybody. Yeah, and Peter Woods is one of the ones. And, and you know, we could talk to Aaron Suttles about this, our Alabama writer. But, I'm, you know, it's always tough to tell, like, did Alabama really go after certain guys? Like you said, there's only a certain amount of defensive line spots. But I know Peter Woods was one guy, the, the five-star defensive lineman going to Clemson, that Clemson just flat-out beat Alabama on. And that's a state where Clemson has done well in. in yeah, in and the, o- the only five-star prospect I think that – um, Alabama, you could make the case that Alabama wouldn't have taken is Vizina because, right. you know, Holstein was. I think they did they get Holstein first. I mean, either way, they were locked in on Holstein. No, Vizina's pretty early commit to Clemson. So, but Vizina also wasn't a five star prospect when he committed to Clemson no. either. So it looks a little bit worse than it is right now. And Alabama's all set at quarterback, whether it would be Arch Manning or Eli Holstein, and, and they've got two actually, right? So yeah, uh, you know, I don't think that I would give them much crap for not getting that guy uh, because. 
you know, Dylan Lonergan is a top 100 player as well, and he's uh, from Georgia. You know, yeah. from the state of Georgia. So you know, they've they've got. I'm not trying to to say that Alabama is not doing a very good job. I'd be insane to say that, but I am saying that in a year where there's a lot of really good players in Alabama, I think the number one takeaway from this whole thing, Mitch, is how absent Auburn is. Yeah, and and that was, I think, a mailbag question last week that that we talked about that they only have, they might have three. They have, I think, they have three. This is off the top of my head. Three blue chippers from the state of Alabama, but they're like prospect 16 18 and 21 you know yeah when the top 11 are top 100 players like you would like to see you know auburn get a guy like vizina could you imagine like if they had a five-star quarterback from alabama coming in like that's kind of you know yeah i know it's just like (laughs) the the way that you kind of you know inspire confidence in your coaching staff is is by doing it that way but at the same time the coaching staff is kind of uh between a rock and a hard place and you know, it seems like to everybody that they're on their way out. And if they are on their way out, then they're not going to get recruits. And if it seems like they're on their way out, they're not going to get recruits. And the only way that they can get recruits is if people believe, um, you know, that uh, they have longevity with the coaching staff that's recruiting them. So, you know, they kind of made it impossible for, for Brian Harson to do what he has to do. But, you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, – there's a 2024 prospect out, out there named T.A. Cunningham who just released a, thir- a top 13 that I'm thinking about writing a story about. And I talked to his father, and he sent me a list because they had a list on paper of the 10 or 11 criterion that they're going to be reviewing for when they make a decision. Um, and one of those is obviously stability. And I think that like if you go over the list of, of things that we always talk about when it comes to what's the most important thing for a prospect to have to see or want to see when they want to make a commitment, you know, NFL numbers, NIL, all that stuff is, is well documented, but I think stability in the program is probably third. Yeah, I, I third. I th- they want to know who they're playing for. So, and I feel bad for for Auburn, but like this could have been a year where Auburn signed five top one hundred players in their own state and had a really good class, maybe even a top ten class. And I think there was it, that could have happened if Brian Harson didn't, you know, face the situation he faced it a year ago. So, you know, the Auburn. Uh, administration and, and boosters get what they deserve on this one yeah. and we'll be we'll be very curious to see what they do in the next few years in order to try to reverse this but and, and, you know and, clemson and, and florida are the teams that are taking advantage and those are the teams that are, are trying to win national titles so and we sense. don't yeah we don't know what you know I, I we don't know brock Lynn's thinking and specifically why he chose ohio state but there seemed to be a lot of auburn momentum at one point just like there was florida state momentum maybe looks at auburn kid out of memphis and says you know what looking for stability you know you're getting the stability of ohio state you know you're getting a lot more competition there but he would have been a really nice get for auburn here's what uh, brock glenn's thinking let's be honest <laughs> i mean i'll lay it out there for you mitch um and if if i'm wrong then somebody call me but tell me that this isn't just the most obvious thing in the world ohio state's got uh, a five-star quarterback and dylan rayola coming in next year um they don't have a quarterback this year cj stroud is going to be gone after this year and there's a five-star two top 100 players at quarterback already on the roster this is a very undesirable time to go to Ohio State um, because it, it doesn't seem like the quarterback in this class is going to have much of a chance to play very much. But what? why not go there and see how you stack up with the guys that are on the roster? You're you know, an injury course, away, too. Best you case could be scenario, an injury away. Yeah, yeah, best case scenario, you go out there and you're much better than people thought. Like um, Devin Brown, for instance, the quarterback that signed with Ohio State last year, everyone's like, why did they get him? He's like, obviously, uh, or not obviously, but is apparently – um, making a lot of noise at Ohio State and seems to have an it factor. And people think that he might have a, sh- a shot to battle Kyle McCord a year from now when, when that job is open. So, um, you know, you go there, you, you give it your all. You're, you're coached by Ryan Day personally for a year. You get better. You're in the, the, the weight program with Mickey Marotti. And if at the end of the tunnel it doesn't work out for you, 
he can go to Auburn whenever he wants. Like literally, if, if he like thinks he wants like wanted to go to Auburn, I think his first name or, or one of his names is Auburn. Like he, he's got a family connection to that university. So like if he wants to go there, whether it's Harson or the new coach that takes over, there will be a spot for him at Auburn a year from now or two years from now, and he'll be able to play there. So to me, the the, the underrated thing about the transfer portal, and, and maybe people view this as it being weaponized, but you can take shots in the recruiting process or risks or both ways chances schools and players yeah yeah yeah. on guys that are on places that don't everybody was like what's the depth chart look like when i want to pick a school well does that really even matter anymore just go there see how you stack up maybe you'll surprise yourself and like listen brock len could be the starting quarterback at ohio state in two years right for a million things could happen i covered that team for 10 years and the, the quarterback that was the heir apparent never was the quarterback it didn't seem Crazy stuff happens at that college all the time. You know, you go there, you have a good year or two, and the next thing you know, you're the starting quarterback at Ohio State. And if not, you can be the starting quarterback at Auburn in three years anyway. So, to me, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, so uh, I mentioned Will Norman, one of the Florida commits from IMG. And, you know, I, I know we've talked, and people ask in your mailbag a lot, IMG's a school that you want to dive more into. And we, we sometimes – we struggle or wrestle with the fact are these in-state kids or they not in-state kids. But I was editing Grace Rayner's story, which was up earlier this week. She did sort of an ACC recruiting thoughts, and I guess I didn't realize this that, that three of Miami's four star, three of Miami's top 100 players are from IMG. So like, you know that Florida Where are they makes all it from? Apart. Yeah, would you say? Where are they all from? Do you know? Uh, no, I didn't dive in because well, well, Francis May was it Mayaloga? Yeah, they, he's he, from the American Samoa. Samoa. So I'm gonna look, but the point Grace and I made, I, and I edited is like, you can debate whether or not those are in-state kids, but Miami's prioritizing them, just like Florida is. So like this, yeah, Florida, yeah, Florida yeah. commit is is from is from Camden, and and you at, remember the column that I wrote a few months ago, yeah. Mitch, where I talked to a, an IMG kid who was back in Texas from the Dallas area, and he views Texas schools as home. So, like, when people say, why do you keep counting IMG kids towards Florida's numbers? Like, I think there's a real gripe there. You know, it's just like, but that's where they are right now, and that's where you have to list them. So, you know, the reason why Florida is such a deep state, you know, you might be able to ignore the IMG kids, but like Alabama, for instance, they've got 11 top 100 players. I wonder if you go look at the best players in the state of Florida this year, um, how many of them are from um, are, are IMG kids, and the list goes down more extensively. So, you know, it's still a, an easy way to to go look at it, but Florida has, um, I'm, I'm adding it up right now, they have 22 top 100 players. So even if you take the six players that are at IMG or whatever it is, just guessing out of, yeah. the, out of that number, Listen. you still are in a position where you have a very, you know, very easily, a very easy thing to analyze as it pertains to who's having a good, a good run of things in the state of Florida. So... Right. These kids um, still go to high school in Florida. They might not be from there, but I still that gives Florida, that gives Miami and Florida State some sort of advantage that there's that many quality players at a prep school or whatever the you know at a school yeah. so close to them. Looks like you're crunching numbers. Are you? Yeah, let me. I just have a trivia question for you. Of the 22 top 100 players in the state of Florida this year, how many do you think go to IMG? Okay, well, there's three that are committed to Miami. Um, Seven. Four. So there's Miami is three of the four. Okay. Yes. So they've okay. done a very good job at, at, at IMG. Um, but it's not like it's just like half of Florida. Is it, I mean, four right. top 100 players is a lot. Now there's more. You keep going down the list of, of top 50 players in the state. 
you know, you've got a, a kid that's a four-star linebacker out of IMG named Jordan Hall from who's committed to Michigan State. There's a ton of players on the list from IMG, but when you start talking about like top 100, you know, it's not as like widespread as people think. So, um, you know, definitely think that they have something to complain about. And certainly if a kid's from Dallas and goes to IMG for a year, he's not as expected to go to Florida as a kid from Lakeland might. Sure. But it's still somebody that could get in a car and drive to an unofficial visit in an hour and a half if he wanted to, too. Right. So, um, you know, having access is always the most important thing. So definitely worth noting, though. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good week for Tennessee. Uh, Four-star Jordan Matthews, a cornerback from Baton Rouge, number 149 overall over Texas. I find this funny because... Jordan Matthews, the name, the probably the one of the best offense, one of the best players in Vanderbilt football history is wide receiver Jordan Matthews, and at the same time, Tennessee had a starting third baseman named Jordan Matthews. Now they have a a, a uh, four star cornerback, so a lot of Jordan Matthews is going on there. But uh, really good win for them, and then Ricky Gibson, three star cornerback, uh, number four sixty three overall, but. Georgia offer so anytime Tennessee can beat Georgia a kid from Alabama the Hewitt Trustville High School there so classes up to 11 right now uh, five top 150 players so it looks like Tennessee's really gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna be flirting with the top 10 class and that Jordan like. Matthews kid was a lean to Texas for a while too yeah. so that I mean that's a big get and I don't think going to Baton Rouge it's like great year for L- Baton Rouge players by the way yeah great year for Baton Rouge players and LSU just had a really good week too didn't they they got I mean at the end of when we recorded last week, the same evening, they got Ricky Collins, and I think they've got a few more guys Yeah, they got Kylan in. Jackson, four-star safety from Zachary, Louisiana, yeah. uh, number 167. And then I just added this because I think it happened today while I was traveling, but Kai Preen, a four-star athlete from Louisiana, number 259, number 15 in the state. So they now have three of the top 10 in the state. Um, so they're going to yeah. end up with a great and class. eight total out of 21 commitments, too. So you know, yeah. almost half of their class is from Louisiana. It's starting to even out a little bit now. We had a discussion about LSU last week about getting the elite, elite players. 
and that still kind of remains to be seen. But anytime they get a kid from Louisiana that they can feel good about, I think it's a pretty solid pickup. So I'm very curious to see where uh, LSU's class ends up, if it's in the 12 or 13 range uh, Louisiana prospects when when people sign on in December, and I think that would be a pretty good number. So, um, But, yeah, Tennessee was kind of quiet since they got Nico. You know, not a lot happening. And then to come in and get another kid like this, it's a pretty good direction that they're in. So um, I'm very curious to see how Tennessee is going to handle, uh, you know, this entire class in terms of where it's going to end up because, you know, everybody's just like, ah, well, they're just buying their class. Mm-hmm. But they've got 21 They've got 21 commitments right now, um, and they rank number 11 overall nationally, and I believe they've got a pretty high average player rating. It's over 90. So, um, yeah. you know, I think it's behind every single other team ahead of them. The top 10 teams in America have higher average player ratings too, um, but it's not like they're, they, they don't have a good class. Um, you know, 21 commitments, one five-star prospect. That's Nico, obviously, eight four-star prospects and 12 three-stars. Yeah, good ratio there. Um, Penn State. Doing well in Virginia last week. Uh, well, actually, Tennessee has has twelve. Not to cut you off there, sorry, Mitch, but yeah, no problem. Uh, the top fifteen. Uh, if you look at the top fifteen, um, there is only one other team that has double digit three stars in their class, and that's Arkansas, which ranks number fifteen and has fifteen. So, you know, like if you look at the top, you know, number one Alabama three three stars, number two Notre Dame three three stars, Texas has six at three. Ohio State's got two only um, out of the 20 commitments that they have. Georgia's got four. LSU has five. Oklahoma's got eight. You know, 12's a little bit higher than everybody else, but the the average player rating is still pretty good, and I think that's the thing that you should be most concerned about. Yeah. Um, So last Wednesday, um, Penn State gets Carmelo Taylor, four-star wide receiver from Roanoke, uh, 381 overall. They have three of the top six players in Virginia, five-star uh, offensive lineman Alex Birchmeyer, top 100 linebacker Tony Rojas, and then now Carmelo Taylor. Interesting here because in 20 and 20, 21 and 22, Ari, Penn State signs a total of one player from Virginia. And this year they've got three of the top six. Now Virginia and Virginia Tech both have new coaches. Is this a James Franklin going into an area that – you know, I, we never think of, at least recently, Virginia Tech and Virginia dominating in their state. Is this seeing a weakness with new staffs going in there? Now, I mean, Bur- honestly, Bur- hold on, Birchmeyer has been committed you know for over a year. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so I, I maybe it's just a, uh, a one off that they're doing well in that state. I just find it interesting because both Virginia and Virginia Tech are struggling in state, and Penn State is doing very well. Yeah, I mean, if you're Penn State, <laughs> like, I mean, I like the idea of it because there are a lot of programs that that approach recruiting that way their board shift based on where they find weakness new coaches bad programs you know programs in flux i mean you see an opportunity there like when texas was down and a&m wasn't who they were the last two years texas was a great place to attack for for certain players that was my point state and alabama but penn state doesn't need virginia tech and virginia to be down and if they (laughs) do that's a problem like dmv is a huge part like what what are penn state's number one recruiting territories pennsylvania and I think they're doing a, they're doing a much better job of getting in early on guys in in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, which I think has been a problem in their past. Uh, but New Jersey and the DMV, I mean, that's their number one thing. Like they got a, a top one hundred player committed out of Alabama, and he decommitted last week. You know, and that's, I mean, it was a great commitment to get at the time. But holding on to those guys is so 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 tough. So if there's a ton of talent, like Penn State should be stuffing Maryland in their locker. You know, Penn State should be stuffing. Virginia and Virginia Tech in their locker you know I mean if there is one program that can go up into that east coast area um, and and get those guys Penn State is the 
the biggest program with the closest proximity, right? You know, and I know Ohio yeah. State and other Big Ten teams are in Jersey. Uh, Jersey is a very competitive place, uh, but Penn State is the most recognizable football brand in that area of the country. And this is what it should look like every single year. Three of the top six six players out of the state of Virginia should be going there. Three out of the top six players in the state of Pennsylvania. And I know that's a very weird state because Pittsburgh and, and, and Philly might as well be different countries, you know, but they're in the same state. So, so giving them half out of the top six, I think, is a reasonable expectation. And if you can get three, if you can get three of the top six out of Pennsylvania, when it really probably should be like six out of the top 12 in the entire state, I don't think that's much to ask. Um, so give them six out of 12, so 50% batting average, which is a low batting average. I think for a program that wants to win the Big Ten, give them uh, three out of six in New Jersey and three out of uh, out of six in Virginia or the DMV area, and you've got yourself 12 commitments that are all probably in between, you know, number one and number 250 in the in the total player rankings. And that's a hell of a way to build a class. Like Penn State, to me, like I've given them a lot of shit in the past, Mitch, but like they actually do have a blueprint of how to be successful there. They've got the best college football environment I've ever seen with my own two eyes, and maybe that'll change when I do the SEC tour with Andy this year. Um, you know, and they've put players in the league and James Franklin, you want to talk about stability, $100 million for 10 more years. I mean, Penn State should be, in my opinion, with the resources and who they are, the second best program in the Big Ten. And you're talking to somebody who gets a lot of crap for hating Penn State because I hate everybody that's that's in the Big Ten or Notre Dame. But, like, I have high expectations. I mean, I think there's expectations. Like, if Michigan State's going to go national, you tell me Penn State can't do just as well as, as Michigan State on the national basis while also taking care of these local territories that are within a driving distance range from their stadium? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm I with you on Penn State. And just thinking, like, obviously there's a lot of competition. Notre Dame recruits the East Coast. Ohio State recruits the East Coast. But if you're just thinking geography, Penn State, on any kid east of it, like above the Mason-Dixon line, east and north of it, like going into New York, Massachusetts. They could have even have been in Massachusetts this year with all those top 100 players that Massachusetts had. They don't have one, do they? Right. No, I don't think so. So they should be like – we had Grace had a question in, in her mailbag last week um, about like it was a Syracuse fan, like what, 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 what's Syracuse's blueprint? And like – To secede from the NCAA? Yeah, well, just like, you know, you're younger than me, not that much younger, but do you remember when Syracuse was good or not? Were they good I at all? I remember when they were? had McNabb. Yeah, okay, so you remember that. They were 80s and 90s. They were a hell of a program, and I'd have to go back. You know, the, the demographics have shifted and all that stuff, but, like, I don't know what Syracuse is. you you, you got to recruit Florida. you got to recruit New Jersey and the DMV. I have no and, idea what Syracuse's plan is. And, and hope, to, hope to do what Wake Forest is doing, like just – you, you know, just evaluate, evaluate. And, you know, Dino Babers has a fun offense. They won 10 games three years ago. But we talk about di- programs that are difficult to recruit to. From a geography standpoint, there aren't many more that, that are less advantageous geography than Syracuse. Yeah, I think that Syracuse might be the hardest job in America. Would you agree with that? I'm just from a, from a recruiting base standpoint, it could be. And it's much easier to say it right now because Oregon State and Washington State, other terrible geographical places and even kansas seem to have a little life yeah you know what i mean kansas beat texas a year ago and, and people are pretty excited about leopold um you know there's no question that oregon state's much better than they've been in the past five years and washington state might be the most entertaining team in cultural football to watch this year yeah so so like i don't know like syracuse's plan to me might be portal heavy yeah it, it could be and you know 
They've got to – whenever there's a local kid, obviously they've got to get him. So it's just – it's for, for someone like me growing like up. You said the, Florida. Like, can you imagine a kid going up to Florida? Well, they like do. Syracuse from Florida? Yeah. Like, I mean, on an official visit? Like, that's just – I'm not saying they can't get kids. They've gotten kids from there. Minnesota but, recruits Florida. How, 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 no, how I know, does that happen? I know. But at least Minnesota's a city. Yeah, true. Um, so if you got a plan for Syracuse, let us know. Um Quarterback update, more movement. I don't know, there, unless there's going to be a lot of decommitments, there's not going to be a lot more quarterback movement in the 2023 class. So Jackson Smolik, the uh, kid that's been in the news recently, if you follow recruiting, because he got the Penn State offer, decommitted mm-hmm. from Tulane. It seemed like just a matter of time. You know, Penn State obviously losing Marcus Stokes to Florida a couple months ago. So Jackson Smolik doesn't have a high rating, number 746, but obviously Penn State liked him. He's done some good things. Was he the Elite 11 finals? He was. Time? He was like a – Audrey wrote a really good story about him. Yeah. So he got a he got a late uh late invite. Yeah, late invite. Like he was basically like he was from Iowa, like just what like playing golf or outside had you know, just was yeah. not expecting it. Um so good story there ends up at Penn State. Ricky Collins, as you mentioned, I think it happened after we recorded the pod last week, but we expected it. Former Purdue commit goes to LSU. Case and Weissman goes to Kansas. Um Number 62, so the highest-ranked quarterback committed, not uncommitted right now, is number 46, Raheem Jeter from South I, Carolina. I DM'd him, and he didn't respond to me. I'm like, come on, Raheem. Come on. It's Ari Wasserman. Come on, I want to write about you. Yeah. Uh, you're, the number one un, you're the number one quarterback in the country that hasn't committed yet. You know, you did it. You, you did that with Jackson Dart a few years ago. You discovered and Jackson, Jackson Dart. Dart and at USC, Ole Miss. Player. Yeah. Raheem, if you want to end up at USC – respond to Ari Wasserman. I mean, he's got some pretty good – I mean, his offers he, list. Well, he was committed to West Virginia for a while. I don't know what yeah. happened there. He's decommitted, yeah. so. So, I mean, Auburn's on there. Georgia's on – I mean, he's reporting these offers. I don't yeah, know I don't – actually offers. But yeah. Penn State, Virginia Tech, Mizzou, Kentucky. It's not like he's like Wisconsin. It's not like he's like considering Wisconsin Whitewater or something. Yeah. He's got He's got offers there. I'd so be very f- curious to hear what his, his situation is. But you can't hear because – him right now. How many he, times can you DM a prospect before it becomes weird? <sighs> I think the fifth time it's weird. The fifth how many, time? How many times did you DM Travis Hunter before he got back to you? But he initially was responsive, and then he didn't respond, right? I, I think I DM'd Hunter four times after he already responded. Right. So he and already, when I finally got him to write the story about Travis Hunter, long before the Jackson State stuff, he just texted me out of the blue. And you were like in the shower, later, I think. I was in the shower, yeah. You almost killed yourself running out of the shower. I, to get I, said, I said, do you want to talk right now? And <laughs> I have never gotten dressed faster. Hard-working journalist, Ari Wasserman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when somebody that you're trying to get a hold of wants to talk to you and they come out of the woodwork after weeks of ignoring you, you don't let them because they can go right back into the woodwork for another month. <laughs> yeah. So It was an awesome interview, too. I, yeah, it was, it was a great. good story. Yeah. Um, so 48 of the top 50 are committed. I did this quickly, but my, by my count, Ari, the following Power Fives don't have a quarterback commit. Auburn, Cal, Florida State, obviously the lo- losing Chris Parson, Georgia, but Georgia signed like five stars in like three or four straight classes. Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Michigan. We know what Michigan's quarterback problems have been. Notre Dame, Purdue, who just lost uh, Collins. South Carolina was big in Lonerg- with Lonergan. I believe they have a 24 commitment from, from uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Stanford, TCU, Vanderbilt. You wrote about Vanderbilt last year signing three kids last year, so not a huge priority this year. West Virginia, who just lost Jeter, and then Wisconsin. So that's 16. Can you name... The two power fives, only two power fives that have two commits. You should know one off the top of your head. We've talked about them. Alabama. Yeah. And then Miami. Miami has two as well. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so I, I think Jeter would be a good story if you if you get yeah, back yeah, to yeah, he'll talk to me. So I'll, I'll I'll DM him when I get back from from Tahoe. Okay. Um, so some notable commitments this week. Your Ohio State Buckeyes getting another nine. Yeah, <laughs> another. You're, you're perpetuating the, the stigma here, man. I know. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Jaden Bonsu, uh, four-star safety from New Jersey. Um, Clemson for them. They had a really rough month. Yeah. Yes. This seems to be from, from I didn't. I think Grace wrote about him in in the uh, Massachusetts story, but th- this kid, Ronan Hennepin, a four-star athlete from Massachusetts, had big time number two eighty-two, so obviously highly rated, but had some big time offers. That was a really. I know Clemson was really excited to get him. Louisville's a school that's been made huge splash a few months ago. It's been relatively quiet. They get a four-star linebacker from Miami, uh, Stan, Stan Quinn Clark, uh, Oklahoma. You know, I, I did a little research here. Jacoby Johnson, four-star athlete, top 100 kid from Mustang, Oklahoma. When you're Oklahoma, a school like Oklahoma, when there's a top 100 kid in your state, you got to get him. Over the last five years, there have been five top 100 players from Oklahoma. Johnson's the third one to go to Oklahoma. Dax Hill in 2019 went to Michigan, and by Job this year, the kid's going to Michigan State, although he's not really from Oklahoma. Um, so good work from Brent Venables. When, again, when there's a top 100 kid in your state, important to get him. Mississippi State, we talked about Chris Parson, uh, the quarter, quarterback from suburban Nashville, former Mississippi State commitment. Alabama gets Miles McKay, four-star offensive tackle from Orlando, uh, number 50 overall. I mean, excuse me, number 186 overall. This one kind of flew under the radar, maybe, uh, obviously not for Texas fans, but huge get. Cedric Baxter, four-star running back from Orlando, uh, number 48 overall in running back. There are not a lot of five-star running backs out there, so four, number 48, that's a fringe five-star. Might as well be, yep. Yeah, huge get right there. Another offensive piece. And then Oregon gets Kenyon Sadiq, four-star athlete. This might be – we've we're coming on our year anniversary of Stars Matter. I think this is the first time we've talked about a commitment from Idaho. Kenyon Sadiq, four-star athlete from Idaho Falls, Idaho, number 308. Are you excited to talk about Idaho recruiting? Yeah, I mean, are there a lot of uh, a lot of kids from Idaho? In there this are not. Class? There are not a lot of kids from Idaho. I mean, I've looked. You'll have to send me up there to check it out. I've always wanted to go to Idaho. I'll take my wife. Yeah, um, I've looked. I always look up Idaho, Wyoming, Montana because I think that'd be a fun story when there's top like if there's ever a five star. Yeah, if there's ever a five star in Montana, I'm going to set up shop and in bed with him for a month. Take my family. <laughs> Who was yeah. the? Uh, this is going way back. Florida had a uh, defensive lineman from Wyoming. I think a five star. Uh, about 15, 10, 10, 12 years ago. You'll have to look that one up. I was 11 yeah. when that happened. 10 or 12 years ago? You were 11? Mm-hmm. Okay. It feels like it. I might as well have been. Yeah. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
Bye. A few mailbag questions because I know Ari's got to go lose his family fortune soon in uh in It's a Reno. big tournament. I'm excited. So it's it's poker? Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Do you not know this about me? Not really. I know you're a huge gambler. I didn't know no, you were I'm, a huge poker player. I'm pretty good player. at it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to play poker. I play in tournaments in cash. When I lived in Ohio before I met my wife, um, I used to go run the Columbus poker room like four nights a week. Is that legal? Like 11, 10 to, to 3 a.m. every week. When Were I was you breaking the law? Dude. It's a casino. Okay. I don't know how to I, Do you think if I tell you I don't know how to play poker, will you think less of me? Or do you already yes. think? Okay. I don't really I mean, know I don't know if play. I could ever think less of who. You know, I mean, it's a very fun game, but you don't strike me as somebody who'd be entertained by that type of thing. Yeah. Because it, it crushes your soul. Okay. I don't want my soul crushed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an invigorating game that things <laughs> happen that, uh, that. How much of it is luck? There have been times where I've left a casino trying not to vomit. <laughs> there's nothing to do with I mean, alcohol there's, consumption? There's luck involved for sure. No, like, I mean, I losing yeah. in a way that makes you sick to your stomach. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> I'll send you a screenshot of one of my losses that I had. If you don't know how to play, so you won't even get it. So, okay, let's go to the mailbag question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so this one is um, from John O, and I'm going to set it up because I want to tease something that we do on The Athletic. But over the last five years, which programs' on-field results have most outperformed their recruiting rankings and which ones have most underperformed? Another listener, uh, another mailbag reader chimed in with Wake Forest and Baylor. I would also throw Washington State out there. But I wanted to say, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, which hopefully you are, Go look at our state of the program. We do them on all Power 5 teams and a lot of Group of 5. Matt Brown, one of our editors, always has a chart in there. It's like the last five years, a graph of schools recruiting versus their actual performance. And some of them are very funny. Like most of them are, make sense, but some of them just like up and down zigzag. And, you know, uh, but that, that's a good way to get a, a glimpse of which programs really out, outperform or, or, or the other way around do not live up to what they're recruiting. But off the top of your head, can Wake, Baylor, Washington State, maybe Oregon State last couple of years. The, Which they ones turned perform it around. the best in relation to their recruiting yeah. Iowa State. Wisconsin uh, yeah. has always done really well in comparison to their uh, Iowa State's one Northwestern. Yeah, no, no, I mean, definitely. they've played in multiple Big Ten championship games. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. the ones that overachieve the most are very, very, like, out there. Like, I yeah. mean, it's pretty evident. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it the ones go- that underachieve that I think are very interesting, too. Like, you know, Texas has been the biggest underachiever in the sport. You know, Tennessee. I think you can make the case that Ohio State underachieves in comparison to what they have. And, and um, we've Georgia talked about this too before that this year. The the reason there are a lot of teams that overachieve in the, in the Iowa State, Wake, Washington State is because name of this podcast, Stars Matter. We're both big believer in that theory. You've made your career out of it, um, your brand, so to speak. But I think we'd all agree. Like once you get into the you know the the top ten classes. The, matters a lot once you get into classes 35 like what's the difference between class 35 and 43 and you know it's just at that point stars matter less the further you go down the list okay you said it more efficiently than i did yeah it's just it's about evaluate it's about you know discovery uh, discovering gems evaluation all that stuff um this was a question that was from grace's mailbag actually that um See if you have anything to contribute. That's the third time you said Grace's name on this podcast. I'm trying to, uh, our new recruiting writer, I'm trying to, uh, you know, give her some pop. Go follow Grace if you haven't yet. Uh, She's coming for my job. (laughs) Which schools, which school has an abundant opportunity in its territory, but is failing to capitalize on the most prized recruits? Georgia Tech was her answer. This, this staggered, that was floored by this stat. In the last five recruiting classes, Georgia Tech has signed one high school prospect who was ranked in the top 25 of the state of Georgia. 
That one player was four-star running back Jameer Gibbs, who's now at Alabama because he was so good. Yeah, uh, that stat makes my skin crawl. And they hired a coach who supposedly got it in Jeff Collins, who had the branding and was Mr. Atlanta, and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, no, it it's, it's, gives me the willies. <laughs> I'm like, what, what can I add to that without being mean? Okay, just, I'll move on. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just be, I, I, want, I mean, people think I'm like too mean, so I'll just be like, that sucks. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, this one, it's difficult. I think the answer is yes, but it's difficult really to, to, you know, we'd have to do a lot of research, and I did a little bit of research. John D. wants to know, is there a correlation between a recruit's distance from a college and his likelihood to decommit? I'm a Penn State fan, and all of our decommits feel like they are from the Deep South. Perhaps those guys need some extra TLC to keep them in the fold. So before you answer, here I went to the 247. They do a great job with all this stuff. The last 10 guys who decommitted in this class, Dijon Robinson decommits from Ohio State. He's from Florida. Tamarian Parker decommits from Penn State. He's from Alabama. Jaden Robinson decommits from South Carolina. He's from Florida. Jamarian Harkless decommits from Indiana, Illinois. He's from Kentucky. Bravian Rogers decommits from A&M. He's from Texas. Zachary Tobe decommits from UNC. He's from Florida. Ty Lockwood decommits from Ohio State. He's from Tennessee. Ricky Collins decommits from Purdue. He's from Louisiana. Ashley Williams decommits from Nebraska. He's from Louisiana, Raheem Jeter decommits from West Virginia. He's from South Carolina. So only one of those last 10 decommitments is an in-state kid. I don't know if that's enough to prove the theory. They're all in the South, too, except one from Texas. Did you notice that? Yeah, I guess. I guess so yeah. basically what you're saying is that Oklahoma should stop recruiting the South. I don't know what I'm saying. That's what I heard you say. I didn't say it. Um, but Are I think saying that, that people in the South have a hard time understanding what the word commitment means? Is that what you said? I think, I think that's exactly what I'm saying. Is uh, Texas the South? I don't. I don't consider it the South. I mean, I, I consider live in Texas. I don't know what it is. It's its, its own planes? place. Like I, I think the like I consider the South Southeast. You know, but from El Paso is the Southwest, right? Yeah, yeah. I, to, I, Louisiana down through Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky's I guess the South, but Louisville's like on the Ohio River. Louisville's right across. The, you know, so is Virginia the South? I don't know. North Carolina, yes. South Carolina, of course. So North Carolina's um, got the word North in their name. Good point. Um, so I guess – That's a brain buster. Yeah, in, in theory, yeah, it, it makes sense that, you know, the, the more – there's no special saucer, some provable theory, but – Write you, this down on your pad, though, Mitch. Let's add up all the decommitments that we can come up with and see what the percentage of the Southern kids are. Well, I think that I, would be fascinating if we yeah. could go back and look at them. So, yeah, so you're just saying that kids in the South can't commit, huh? I just think it would be an interesting trend to follow. Like, where yeah. are the kids who decommit the most tend to be from? Yeah, now, I mean, like, Ty Lockwood decommits from Ohio State. Maybe he grew up an Alabama fan and always wanted to go to Alabama. And He's they, in the South. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying there's, there's extenuating circumstances. I don't think that was distance. I mean, actually, what? what if you came up th- with a number that was 83% of all decommitments in the 23 class or from the South, I think that would be an interesting story. What, 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 what are you going to write, though? Kids from the South can't I will call, I, Yeah. Okay. And they but can't like, be trusted and they suck at football. That's what I'm so, 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 like, Tyler, like, Nashville to Columbus is like five hours. Nashville mm-hmm. to Tuscaloosa is like 345 or four. It's not that yeah, big it's of a It's the same deal. distance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, I, I think each case is each case is different. So, um, but if you add them all up, then, and there was a stark difference in the percentages, then I think that, that would ma- it wouldn't matter, like, each case. It would just be like, those are the numbers, you know? Yeah. Um, 
quick question here, then then we'll do trivia and we'll get you can go lose your. This is not a recruiting question, but but uh, I thought we could knock this one out quick. Alton G asked this a couple of weeks ago: If UCLA has an underwhelming season and with Chip's buyout being reasonable, with eight, uh, will AD Martin Jerman, an easy East Coast guy, and being invested in football, knowing its value, out of these five names, just you, who would you hire if you're um, Martin Jerman, the AD there? Out of these five names. Dave Aranda, Jeff Halfley, Deion Sanders, Josh Gaddis, or Brian Hartline? Deion Sanders. Do you want to see how they do this year? Like the on the no. field. They go four and six, four and seven, four Jackson and eight. Jackson State? Yeah. I don't care. He won last year though. I mean, I, I mean if they went four and six and they had so all those like, really good players, that would be bad. But like I can't like I know Brian Hartline is a really good name, and like I mean, he might be offended by this, but like Deion Sanders recruiting LA would be such a such such a sight. It would make our jobs more fun. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that like there are certain places where Deion Sanders would thrive if he ever wanted to do that. I think he'd thrive anywhere because he's got that it factor. But God, just picturing him like in L.A. recruiting Lincoln Riley versus Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yeah that'd oh, be God, awesome. that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, a little trivia. Yeah, let's do trivia. Okay, um, this one's pretty basic. Okay. Rank the top, and I didn't know how to phrase it the right way, but rank the top ten recruiting. That's not po- going to have. A, that's not going to be a problem for me. <laughs> you <Okay>. can <yeah. laughs> go ahead. When they're very clear, you still don't pay attention. And yeah, can't get yeah, them. I know. When they, if you don't know how to phrase it, then I'm going to have a real hard time. <laughs> rank the top ten recruiting programs over the last ten years, from 2013 to 22. Basically, I did the average class ranking over the last ten years. Name okay. the top ten programs. You got to get them in order. Well, we I, should write a whole story about this. This is these are really good numbers. Like if it took you like an hour to look all this up, then we should it, like actually write about it. It took me seven seconds to average everything. I have a, I have a spreadsheet of every okay. Power Five okay. ranking from two thousand twenty two to back to two thousand two. Okay, number one Alabama. Correct. Average class of one point six. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm not going to be able to get this right, but it's really hard. But I think it's going to be fun. Number two, I think, would be Georgia. Number, Georgia is number three at 4.6. Okay. I picked Georgia because they won the recruiting right. round multiple times. Uh, okay. So the number two is Ohio State? 4.5. Very close. It's not Ohio State or Georgia? Yeah. Ohio State. Four point, oh, okay. Yeah, it's great, like affirming 4.5. Okay. Yeah. okay, so number one, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. Hmm. Number four, They've LSU? Had, yes, good boy. Okay. 6.1. Okay. A little bit of a drop in the average class yes. ranking now. Okay. Number five, Clemson. Clemson is number six at 10.2. Okay. Number five, um, Texas. Texas is number seven at 11. Okay. Who the hell am I missing at five then? USC? USC is not in the top 10 because they've had like okay. a couple they of They had a terrible classes. class. Okay. Um, oh, wow, this is hard, man. One of their coaches. Um, Used a helicopter to recruit. Oh, A and M. Yes, A and M. I didn't know how. I was. I thought they would have been like seven. Okay. So. So let's recap: Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia three, LSU four, A and M five, Clemson six, Texas A and M seven. Okay, number eight would be Oklahoma. You are not going to get number eight. That's my hint. Oklahoma is not in the top ten. 
Michigan. Incorrect. Not in the top ten. Oh, man. Uh, We've Oregon. discussed them on the pod today. And we discussed incorrect. Auburn. Auburn. 11.1. Okay. So you got eight of the ten so far. In the, the, I've already, I haven't gotten eight out of the ten. I've been wrong right. <laughs> incessantly. But, okay. So number nine. So Oklahoma is number nine Miami. Number nine is not Miami. Is number nine Penn State? Number nine is not Penn State. This is like you're on a trivia game show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just tell me. I don't you know. Should get, you should get number one. Nine, Florida State? Nope. Notre Dame. Oh, I, I'm an asshole for not remembering them. That's a good one. Okay. You use the word asshole incorrectly. That, that, no, that's... I like, learned that sometimes from Landis. Like, that's how you use it in Philly, and I always used to use it correctly, oh, and that's how it's a Landis problem. You so can like, that up like saying him. something dumb, like being an idiot, means you call yourself an asshole? Yes. Yes. I was wondering, because you yeah. always say that, like, I'm an asshole. Like, yeah, you you can be an asshole. Crap, I'm an asshole, yeah. But, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, I, yeah, that's a Philly thing I've, that I've, I learned I've, from Landis. I feel like I've uh, expanded my horizons yeah. today. Okay. Number 10 is... They, they managed to finish number 10 despite having Dan Mullen as the coach for... Yeah, Florida. Five. Yeah, Florida. So, all right, that was... Okay, uh, that was fun. Yeah, that's a good question. A better question than I thought it would be. Yeah, Short- it's a shorter week, guys, this week, but we appreciate you uh, continuing to listen. I hope that you appreciate that we care enough about you to do it while we're on vacation. We will be back next week for another episode of Stars Matter. We appreciate your continued loyalty and listening. We love doing it. We love you. We'll catch you next week. 